Well, hello there. Welcome back to your favorite show on the face of the planet, Uncommon Sense. So I have shockingly been on a break for the last week. I know, I know, y'all probably thought I died or something. No, I am alive, I am well, and I am more angry than ever at just the evil that's happening in the world. But I did need to take a break. It was my birthday last week. I turned the big 3-0. A lot of people were like, I thought you were younger than that. A lot of people were like, I thought you were older than that. You sound so mature. And that was nice. That was flattering. Um, But no, I am exactly 30 years old. So I feel... I don't know, young, old, uh, kind of both at the same time, but I'm excited to have had another trip around the sun and another opportunity to get the truth out there for a full 365 days. So hopefully that keeps happening. Although I have been thinking more recently, especially the more I'm coming after, you know, things like Islam and the Catholic Church and all of these big cults. I mean, they are cults. I'm just like, I wonder if somebody is going to come try to off me at some point. So we have security now. But that is another story. And um, I mean, try me, like come after me. I don't really care. I'm going to keep telling the truth about anything and everything that I find out. And there's nothing that anybody can do to stop me. But y'all can try. So anyway, y'all can talk to security about that. Um, I want to talk about kind of just some random things on this episode. We are going to get back into the Twitter files. But I don't know about y'all. I kind of need a break. It's it's I just had a break, but I need a break from the Twitter files episodes. It's a lot of information to sift through. And I want to make sure that I am doing all of those episodes um, just as absolutely well as I can, because they are so important. I have said it before, but I think they are, you know, really the biggest bombshells to happen in our lifetime to prove really ever that our government is no longer a constitutional republic. And that is a big problem because that is what we're supposed to be. But instead, we have this new communist regime that is having government officials work with big tech to censor the voices of people that they don't like and ideas that they don't like. And it's very China-esque and it is a problem. And eventually you slip into this immoral hellscape that is really hard to get out of. So I want to make sure that I am covering all of the Twitter files episodes just absolutely perfect and schlog Lee. I don't know if y'all watch The Office, but I love The Office. Dwight Schrute said perfect and schlog is, um, he was just describing something that was perfect. So I, you know, I want it to be perfect. And But on this episode, I just kind of want to talk about some of the random conservative drama that I've been seeing with Steven Crowder. A lot of people from the Daily Wire have been coming after Steven Crowder. To be fair, he came after them first publicly. And I I have a lot of feelings on that. I want to talk about that a little bit um, and play, you know, the video and audio footage of Steven Crowder talking about why it is exactly that he did this, because I do think he had some good points. But I also think that the Daily Wire had some good points. And I think just like with um, Russia and Ukraine, where I didn't take any side, everybody was like, yay, Ukraine. And some people were like, Russia, Russia, Russia. But I was just like, it's possible to take no sides. But also, it's possible to take both sides. And for the Steven Crowder and Daily Wire drama, I I side with both of them. So that's just my official stance. But I'm going to talk about that a little bit more on this episode and then a few other random things. And I'm going to answer some of your guys' questions because y'all have sent me some really good ones. And without further ado, let us just get into this episode.
before we get into all of the conservative drama and the questions and answers and other things that we're going to be talking about, I do need to tell you guys about Noble Gold. Um, you need to learn how to protect your wealth with gold and silver, especially with the economy, the way that it is and the way that it's trending. We're just kind of headed in a really bad place. We're already in a really bad place, but we are headed into a really, 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 really bad place. And so you want to be investing in gold and silver and other precious metals. And Noble Gold will teach you exactly how to do that. They will go over things like what is a gold and silver IRA, why a gold and silver IRA is right for you, how to own gold and silver, benefits of diversifying with gold and silver, how to roll over your 401k to a gold and silver IRA, and a lot of other things. So if you guys want to check that out, there will be a link below and let me know what you think if you guys jump on board with this, because I really think it is an important thing to do to invest um, in gold and silver because the dollar bill just has no value anymore. And we know that. So we want to be protecting our wealth because we are smart. All of us that listen to this podcast and <laughs> do this podcast, we are smart. So we invest in gold and silver. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Okay. So now we're getting into the conservative drama that everybody has been talking about. Steven Crowder versus the Daily Wire. So I just want to reiterate my point that I am on both of these people's side. Well, multiple people at the Daily Wire, but I'm on really all sides of this because I love the Daily Wire. I have said repeatedly that of all of the quote unquote conservative news sources, the Daily Wire is just one of the best. And that's just the facts. I mean, we don't that they don't have a ton of competition, to be honest, because most of the conservative, quote unquote, conservative news sources are not actually conservative. So it wasn't like this thing where they were delving into an actual conservative, you know, news media competition. It wasn't that hard, I think, to really be better than the others. But uh, the Daily Wire really was to me and still is, um, you know, one of the best conservative news sources that we have. I know that a lot of people, especially after the Kanye West tweet came out about him hating Jews, were a little apprehensive about Ben Shapiro. And y'all need to understand that I love Ben Shapiro and I love Candace Owens and I love Matt Walsh and I love Michael Knowles. I love really I can't think of any one person at the Daily Wire that I don't really like. Like I actually trust the Daily Wire to to be honest, um, and I can't say that about many other news organizations. So I I want to get that out of the way before we even get started on this. But I, I mean, I want y'all to understand that I also see where Steven Crowder is right in all of this. And he is right on some of these things. So I have been working in conservative media for about eight years now, and actually really even longer than that, because I was part of the founding group that started Turning Point USA at my college at Ole Miss. So I have been doing this a while. Um, and I was the digital director back then. So I really have just been in this whole world of like conservative media for a long while. And Steven Crowder has some points about it. It's not that the Daily Wire is, you know, like a Fox News, but I'm sure that they, like every other organization on the planet, have some issues. I have worked with Turning Point for years. Do I think that they're a perfect organization? No. And Candace Owens has said the same recently. So it's okay to have issues with certain organizations, even if they are politically, you know, on your same side of things. That said, I think it's very stupid for conservatives to continually shoot at each other so much. We aim at each other so much that we never, ever, 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 ever actually aim at our actual enemies. And that is the left and that is progressism. And that is the pedophiles who are targeting the kids at the quote unquote family friendly Jack shows and in our schools. I mean, we have so many other enemies that are so much more enemy than the Daily Wire or Steven Crowder. Like, we just need to get our priorities straight.
straight on the right. And I don't know why that's so hard for us to do. I have been thinking more about it recently, but I do think that the reason that conservatives and I have fallen victim to this too, like uh, there's a reason that we like nitpick each other so much. It's because we actually have conviction. It's because we actually have values and morals and we actually do care about doing the right thing. Um, so if we see any wrong happening on our own side, it makes us so much more angry than if we see it on the other side, because we are just um, acutely aware at an individual level of what is and isn't right and what is and isn't wrong. And so I think that that's why conservatives come after each other throats so much, but I think that we are at this place in the country right now where we have to cut that out. We have to cut it out a little bit more, and I have come after, who was it that I went after? I went after Tommy Loren um, because she couldn't defend herself about why she was um, pro-choice at a Turning Point USA event. I went after her for that. I went after Kim Klasik when it all came out with the Arsenal Media Group and Olympic Media and, and the whole thing with Kim Klasik being a stripper and all of these things, um, you know, whatever. Everybody has their own opinions on all of these things. I've come after people on the right, and I don't think that it's always a bad thing to do that. You want to call out the frauds, yes, but we are just at a place in the country right now where even if we have these minor differences, and I wouldn't call being pro-choice as a conservative a minor difference, there are things that are bigger differences, but if we have to come together better, we have to come together better on the right. The left is winning right now because they are so organized and they are able to come together so well and they are able to really follow orders better. And I'm not saying that, you know, the right should become these, these very obedient little compliant drones that just listen to all of these heads of these conservative quote unquote media sources and all of these conservative quote unquote conservative, um, you know, politicians. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that we're going to have to learn how to work better together in order to really get our country back. That, that is the fact, okay? That we are not going to be able to beat the left if we are this fragmented and if we are this separate from each other all the time. And I've been listening to Twitter spaces more and there's a lot of people who are just like, be ready, be ready in case, you know, be ready. Um, but they're saying be ready at an individual level. And yeah, you need to be ready at an individual level. You also need to be able to um, kind of commune, and I hate that word, but fraternize with your fellow conservatives in a way where even if they do something wrong, you're not publicly shaming them for that just for fun or to make a point. I love having fun and making points, but we just have to get smarter on the right or we are all really doomed. And I hate the idea of having to, you know, I think a lot of conservatives and people on the right do not like the idea of having to work together, but we have to work together. Um, and that is just the truth of the matter. We have to be able to organize like the left does in a smarter way. We need to have smart, strong, bold individuals coming together and being able to work together in order to have the power that the left has. Everybody's always talking about why does the left have so much power? It's because they organize well. It is 
because they message well. It is because their people, you know, follow orders, like it or not. I mean, we don't need people to be drones, but we need people to be able to work together. And the right is historically very bad at that because we are individualistic to the point of shooting ourselves in our own feet while we're shooting people on our own side on in their feet. And we've got to stop doing that. So, um, uh, you know, Stephen Crowder, I think he had some points. I think a lot of it was him just being a little bit of a little B-I-T-C-H about the deal. And he didn't like that he was offered only $50 million for the five-year contract. So um, I think that a lot of it was that. But I do think he has some points about the conservative media having some issues. Again, he wasn't very clear about what those exactly were. He played um, a little snippet of a phone call. I don't know why he would have been recording phone calls at the Daily Wire unless he you know, had nefarious um, purposes in mind at the time of recording them. So I don't know. I just know that I am on both sides because I love the Daily Wire. I also love Steven Crowder. He is really one of the few people that actually goes out into the world, like on to college campuses and actually speaks to people about, you know, the issues that are we have at hand. So I'm not going to say that I'm anti Steven Crowder. I have been since his start, you know, really a big supporter of his. Um, but I'm not going to drag anybody at the Daily Wire because I, I love the people at the Daily Wire. And so I think that all of them can be correct. So, I mean, my experience in conservative media is that um, a lot of what Steven Crowder was saying is right, though, um, from other organizations that I have worked with and unfortunately seen how the sausage is made. A lot of them, um, you know, Fox News, I've already dragged Fox News on this podcast, but like Fox News, I mean, they are controlled opposition. And when he was saying that big con, big conservative is in bed with big tech, a lot of them are. A lot of them are. A lot of them will you know, put out enough um, conservatism, like enough conservative messaging out to where they keep their viewers, um, but not enough to really be honest with you guys, the public, the American people who deserve to know the truth about everything. So they will, they will play a part, much like politicians, to get the viewers and clicks and money that they need. But they're not, a lot of them are not really about saving our country. And whenever Fox News News wanted to hire me to do their um, headlines on the front page of their website. They were reaching out to me on LinkedIn. They were saying, hey, can you do the headlines at foxnews.com? And I was like, um, maybe if you guys are going to let me talk about the real issues, like let's put some real stories on the front page. Like let's put some real stories that actually matter. Like let's talk about communism a little bit more and how that's where we're headed. Um, and and then that ended up not working out because that's not the kind of stories they wanted to talk about. That Fox News has turned into this gossip girl, little stupid celebrity drama website. And nobody cares about that while our country is drowning. We, America is the Titanic right now and we are drowning. And I wanted to work with them um, just to, just to kind of, and, and you know, to do the headlines for the front page of foxnews.com. That would have been pretty cool if they would have listened to me and said, yeah, you're right. Maybe we should focus on putting some like more important stories on the front page of our website, but they didn't want to listen to me. So I couldn't work with them. I can't work with people who are stupid. And Fox News, if you 
want to come after me, just revert to the front of this episode. I have security. Just you better watch out because you come after me, I come after you. Um, and actually, I will come after you without you even coming after me. But you know that I'm right. You know that I'm right, Fox. Um, so I'm just wondering if Steven Crowder was having some like similar experiences with the Daily Wire. I don't know. And I don't want to speculate because I really do like the Daily Wire. But, you know, there are issues. There are issues with conservative media. And they do try to drown out the important stories for that dollar bill and for, you know, the people that are at the head of it who are not actually conservatives, again, like research the Murdoch family who owns Fox News. But, um, you know, they don't really, a lot of them are not really about it. So I do think that Steven Crowder had some uh, points on that, but I don't really want to go on and on about my feelings. I ultimately, the bottom line is that I agree with both of them. I agree with The Daily Wire and I agree with Steven Crowder and I'm allowed to do that, but I do want to play the clips of Steven Crowder um, talking about why he did this, and you guys can make of it what you will. Big tech is in bed with big con. The people you thought, the people I thought were fighting for you, a lot of it has been a big con. Now, I'm specifically avoiding naming names or going after individuals uh, in this video. Because I genuinely hope that those I'm addressing, and you know who you are, have a change of heart. Don't sign, don't sign these contracts. I know, I now know what you are signing out there. I have the luxury of not having to. You know, let me go through this. If any of the major platforms issues a content strike such that Crowder cannot be monetized on such a platform, the fee will be reduced by 25%. And then another 20% of it happens on Apple. And then another 10% of it happens on Facebook. And then another 10% of it happens on Spotify. And then if, you get a, then if you get a strike, meaning a suspension, another 20%. Just to drive it home. You get hit by a car, you have a sick day, you can lose $100,000 a day. This is what's sent out to everybody. So that's the first one that I'm going to play. And look, um, I know that a lot of people, Candace Owens included, has said he's just kind of, you know, bitching about the contract. Like he doesn't like the contract. And instead of negotiating the contract, he's taking it public and making it this whole huge scandal. And I just I see both sides of this again, because it's like, yeah, um, you know, you could have negotiated that contract more privately with the Daily Wire. You didn't have to take it out onto Twitter and YouTube and post it everywhere for everybody to see. I mean, airing Daily Wire's dirty laundry like that. You didn't have to do that, Stephen. But at the same time, he has a point. If you're trying to actually get the truth out to the masses, then you're going to run into big tech censorship. And you really shouldn't be penalized for that, especially if you're at Stephen's level, for trying to do the right thing and for getting the truth out to you guys. So I, I do understand his point and the Daily Wire. I understand both sides of this. Daily Wire is like, hey, I don't, we don't want to lose money. We got to keep the business going. This is capitalism. But then Stephen is like, hey, I really care about the country and I really need to get the truth out to my people who follow me because I'm telling them the truth. So um, I don't think that Stephen Crowder wanted to have to, you know, tone it down to keep his contract intact. And I, I really respect him for that. But I also know how businesses 
work and you have to bring in money. Not only that, you have to bring in more every single year in order to just stay afloat. So I understand the Daily Wire's stance. I understand Stephen Crowder's stance. I think Candace was a little bit harsh and uh, on Stephen, and I do love Candace Owen. So I just hate this drama overall. But I'm going to play the other clip of um, Stephen Crowder that he put on Twitter. And you guys can listen to that one as well. They don't get deals that they wage slaves for a little bit, come over and make a salary and grow their brand. They be wage slaves for a little bit. Okay, again, I I kind of see Stephen's point. It's like, okay, if they're calling, if they're saying, if the high and mighty people at the Daily Wire, or they think they are, are saying, well, they could be slaves for a little bit, build up their brand, then that's, that's like condescending, and it's degrading, and it's rude, and you're saying this about somebody that you work with who, again, Stephen, I think is just very much for, you know, the truth and actually saving America. That is why, again, he goes around in person to these college campuses and all these other places trying to have these actual debates with people, something that I'm sure a lot of the higher ups at the Daily Wire are not doing. So I know how corporate America works. I know when these people get their fancy, they're not even fancy. They just get these corner offices and feel like the king. I know that it goes to their heads and they start acting a certain way, even though, you know, a lot of the time they're not, they're not that smart. And, um, you know, especially when it comes to what I think Steven Crowder understands about about, um, you know, social media influencing and how to really, you know, get people aware of the truth. He's just not willing to to sacrifice that in order to get Daily Wire more money. And I respect that. I am very much for capitalism and making as much money as you possibly can in America because you can. And why wouldn't you? Um, but I also, you know, really, really more than that, believe in the truth. And especially at this present moment in our country, where if we don't tell people the truth, then we will lose everything. And that is not hyperbole. Like, we will genuinely lose everything if people are not made aware of the truth. And if people cannot confront the truth, we have, like, two major jobs to fix the country. We need people to be aware of the truth, one. And then, two, we need people to accept the truth. We have to get people aware of the truth, and we need them to accept the truth. And with all of the lies in the country right now, um, that's going to be a really, really tall task. And I respect Stephen Crowder for not wanting to tone it down to get Daily Wire more money. But I do understand the capitalistic nature of owning businesses and wanting to always make money, making more money every year, um, and that you have to do that. So maybe they're just not a good fit for each other. Maybe it's just not a good match. Maybe Stephen Crowder will, you know, go independent like I am and just and say whatever he wants whenever he wants. And, you know, if he gets strikes or bans like I have, then, you know, so be it. Like, that's just how it is sometimes. If you're getting the truth out, you're going to be um, slapped on the wrist by people who hate the truth. And that happens to be on a lot of the platforms that a lot of the influencers use to get the truth out. So sometimes it's just going to happen that way. You can't, um, I do not have respect for the conservative influencers who tone it down to keep their platforms or, you know, outright lie to you guys in order to keep building themselves up. Um, 
yeah, that's capitalism. Okay. But it's not good for the country. And um, the irony is that the more capitalistic everybody acts like the Daily Wire, the more we're going to head into straight up communism, because you're not allowing the people at your quote, unquote, again, conservative companies to tell people the truth about the state of the nation. So um Again, I I really like the people of the Daily Wire. I think that out of all of the conservative news sources, they are one of the best, if not the best, when it comes to telling the truth. This rubs me the wrong way, and I just don't think that Stephen Crowder and the Daily Wire are a good match for each other. I wish Stephen Crowder nothing but the best when he goes out and does his own thing. Um, and as Candace Owens said in her little monologue about all of this, it's it's hard. It's hard to go out on your own and just do everything independently. Yeah, it is. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging because people like me, it is so hard, actually. Like I have a team that helps me and edits my podcasts and everything, but like it's it's harder. It's much harder to do it yourself. And I've had a lot of offers to come join a label, but I don't want to do that because I don't want to get in a situation like Steven Crowder and maybe you get offered millions of dollars and maybe that's awesome, but it's really not if you can't tell people the truth. For some people, it's just not worth any amount of money. So we, we want to tell the truth. And so I respect Stephen. I respect the Daily Wire. Um, again, you can choose to take no sides. You can choose to take all sides. You don't have to be super tribalistic and choose one side all the time. So that is what I will say about that. And now we're going to move in to some of the questions you guys have sent me. <laughs> Before we get into all of the questions, I'm going to tell you guys about the best place to go to when you have questions better than me, so much better than me, is the Bible. The ESV Student Study Bible is a great Bible for beginners who have not yet read the entire Bible. If you are new to it or if you are younger, then I definitely recommend that you try this one out. The ESV Student Study Bible is adapted from the ESV Study Bible and is ideally suited for students who are serious about God's Word, who want to learn more about what the Bible teaches and how the Bible applies to all of a life. So it has 12,000 clear, concise study notes, introductions, and timelines for each Bible book, more than 80 maps and illustrations throughout 15 topical articles, nearly 900 new, did you know facts, 120 Bible character profiles, glossary with concise definitions of key terms, and 80,000 80,000 cross-references, which is super cool. So I definitely recommend that y'all check this out and let me know what you think if you do. I really think that it is the best place to go when you have questions because obviously it is. So check out the ESV Student Study Bible and I will have a link below for you guys to easily access that. Okay, so now we are going to move into these questions, and I love getting your guys' questions. Y'all ask the coolest questions. It's usually where I will just put out my thoughts on social media or on the podcast, and y'all will ask interesting, thought-provoking questions about some of the topics I was talking about, and so I think that these Q&A sections slash episodes are really good to, you know, kind of elaborate on these ideas that I'm talking about um, because, you know, sometimes when you put out a little tweet or you have a little blurb on a podcast, it's just not enough. So 
So Amy says, why are you going after weak men so much? Um, Amy, it's because weak men are what causes the fall of civilizations and they are causing the fall of Western civilization. So that is why I have been going after weak men. Um, I know it hasn't gone unnoticed by you guys that I have been going after weak men, but weak women are a problem too. I would argue that weak women create weak men because they allow them to get away with things that they shouldn't be allowing them to get away with. Women have a responsibility to hold men to a higher standard so that men can become the type of men that they're meant to be. And they are meant to be strong, capable, epic men. Those are the type of men that have built up the best civilizations. And it is when those men cave to hedonism and pleasure and um, they forget about the needing a purpose and the women just, you know, they let them do that. Then, you know, they, they become weak men and weak men cannot like uphold strong civilizations. They cannot do it. They are not strong enough to do it. So I have been going after weak men. And that is only because I know that the only way to save this country is for men to be stronger. And I'm not saying that every single man in America is a weak man. No, I am saying predominantly judging by the demise and direction of our country, that a lot of the men are weak and that they have to get stronger. Women, all of us women, we have to hold them to a higher standard. Feminism is not going to fix this country. Feminism you know, these butch females are not going to fix our country. No matter how hard a woman tries to be a strong man, she will always be either a strong or weak woman. And, um, you know, there is a lot to be said about weak women, too. And I have said, and I will always say that weak women beget weak men. And that is just the fact of the matter. Men need women to challenge them and to make sure that they are holding them to higher moral and spiritual standards um, and physical standards. I mean, men have a responsibility to be strong in every single way, and women have a responsibility to not, um, you know, to not just forgive all of their mistakes and to encourage those by never, you know, I guess it's not like punish them, but just hold them to a higher standard. Men shouldn't have to be punished like little boys. Men are supposed to be men. And I'm not seeing that a lot of men are being men. I'm seeing that a lot of men are being hedonists. And I am seeing that a lot of men are shirking responsibilities and not taking accountability. And that just does not create a society that uh, can last. So that is why I've been going after weak men. I do not want strong men to think that I've been going after them. I love strong men. We need more strong men. And it would be nice if the strong men would bully the weak men because we need to bring bullying back. And I have been saying that more on social media too. And everybody's like, oh, Oh, Jenny, you're so mean. I'm really not. There is something to be said for bullying people who are not rising to their potential or they are not doing as well as they should be doing. Um, you know, like you, if there are people who genuinely have reached their potential and maybe that's just the best they can do, don't bully those people. But if you know that people are being evil or weak, yes, bully them. Why not? Why would we want, why would you not want to do that? I think that, um, bullying does need to come back and everybody's just getting too soft in so many ways. And, uh, you know, we, we can't have an America with weak, 
sensitive, hedonistic men. We just can't. We can't. And it's falling because of that. So that is why I have been going after weak men, Amy. Okay, so somebody says you've got to stop going after the Catholic Church. We are good people. You need to direct your hatred towards the right groups. Okay, so listen up. Listen up. I am not going after like Catholic Church goers. I don't think that you guys are really that evil. I am going after the head of the Catholic Church. I do not like the Pope. I do not like Vatican City. What goes on in Vatican City? Oh, well, we wouldn't know because it's its own country. Um, and so nobody can ever know what is going on in Vatican City, but we do know what has been going on in the Catholic Church for eons, and that is a rampant, rampant pedophilia. So, I have issues with the heads of the Catholic Church. I have issues with Catholicism and the theology, but, you know, which isn't actually so different from paganism, but I know you guys aren't ready for that conversation. Um, but my problem is not with, uh, like, Catholic church goers so much as it is with the Pope and Vatican City and the College of Cardinals. Um, my issues with pretty much every group that I come after is with the people at the top, because if I'm coming after you, it's probably because you're unbiblical and evil, first of all. And um, if it's a group, then I'm not going to go after the the people who are just attending this group. I'm usually going after the heads of these groups because they are the ones who are, um, you know, in my view, brainwashing people and manipulating people for profit and power. So I'm not I'm not going to actually talk a lot about this. Um, I'm not going to have too much to answer about this. It's just it's just I go after the top of the Catholic Church because I, I know there's a lot of problems with the Catholic Church. There are also a lot of problems with the Protestant churches, and we will talk talk about that as well on another episode, but I have a whole chapter about the Catholic Church in my upcoming book that comes out April 30th of this year, so you guys can read that. If you have any questions after you read that, then we can talk about those, and I'm not even opposed to having some Catholics come on my podcast to talk about y'all's theology and really have a debate about it. I think that that would be very interesting, actually. So, um, I, I know it's a touchy subject, but look, that's just the way that it is. I think that if you're an honest Catholic, then you should be able to admit that, yeah, there are some issues at the top of your church and always have been. So, let's move on to another question, shall we? Someone said, will you be signing your books uh, that we are ordering? Yeah, I can sign your books. Um, just let me know if you want your signed and I will sign it. I could sign all of them, but that would be a little bit of a while. So, just let me know if you want your signed. How about this? You DM or email me if you want your copy of my book, Culture, Capital C-U-L-T, lowercase U-R-E, the dangers of herd mentality and why we're headed in the wrong direction. And I will sign your copy and maybe even do a little note. I love you guys. I would love to sign the book. Um, but yes, yes, I will. If you DM me or email me that you want your copy signed and y'all can pre-order my book at JennyRobinson.com. I would love to sign the book. That sounds fun. Okay, so I'm going to do one more. I'm going to answer one more question because we are, I'm trying again, y'all, you know, I keep saying this. I'm going to do, I'm going to do shorter episodes and they're all like two hours long, but I am trying to shorten them a little bit. So I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to end this. Here's the challenge. We end it by 35 minutes and we're at 33 now. So one more question. Hey, somebody said, Jenny, why are you cursing more? Okay, look, I have 
been very angry at the state of the nation. I have also been very angry at some people. And I curse sometimes. I am not a perfect person. I think this person was referring to a recent tweet where I said, with all due disrespect, fuck the government. And you know what? I meant every word of that. And I know that I shouldn't curse and nobody should curse. I, But I'm not going to pretend to be a perfect person. I am not a perfect person. And I am very angry at the state of the country right now. And I'm very angry at the idea of globalism, global communism taking over our entire world. That makes me angry. And sometimes I curse and I will listen to music that has curse words in it. I am not a perfect person. I never claim to be. Um, And I am very angry at the state of everything. That does that mean that I should curse probably as much as I do? No, probably not. I probably shouldn't. But I am mad. And I think more people should be mad. And you know, war times, war language. I'm I'm done being a nice little conservative girl. I'm an independent now, and I am sick of seeing weak conservatives acting like, oh, well, we just have, you better keep your manners. You know what? There are no manners in war. There are no manners in war. Um, so I just encourage everybody to uh, get over it, basically. I'm going to, I'm going to continue to be honest with you guys all the time, even if that means cursing occasionally. So I'm sorry, but these are war times, my friends. Okay, that's it. I did it. 35 minutes. I'm going to see you guys next time. We will be getting back into the Twitter files. So get ready on your mark. It's set. It's going to be a lot. So I will see you guys soon. (laughs) 